Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. Here come my dogs. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. Um, after last night's or yesterday's episode being recorded on foot, en route to my car at Didders train station, um, I'm recording this morning while walking my dogs. Um, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, normally it would be a running day today because running every other day, but my legs are tired and my feet tired um, after doing oh I had to go to London yesterday and it meant walking lots and um, I'm back today um, and I thought you know what actually having a shower taking the dogs for a walk before I go probably works better than going for a run knackering myself out then having to have a shower when I get home and it's already quite warm which um you got dogs uh, you know they uh, can't be uh, exercised heavily or walked when it gets boiling so they're out bright and early so they can get their um, miles in together um, I was thinking yesterday as I went to bed um, what a great time I'd had last night so performing for I don't know if there was 50 or so people, something like that. Um, mixed audience, everyone had had a glass of something refreshing um, before I performed. And it was so good. Um, apart from the fact that we had a chance to kind of talk sort of seriously about um, women in tech, social mobility, sharing lots of my experiences and stories. It's a very serious point to it all, but it was funny. And something that I'd always wanted to do, long wanted to do, I've always tried to do, is to make people laugh. And <laughs> that's been with mixed results. And somebody had asked me um, earlier in the week, you know, how did I get into performing? Um, and I was thinking, well, I've always wanted to entertain people. Um, from my <laughs> earliest days, Dana Welly, down the Wellington Social Club in Basingstoke. Um, I told my first joke there on the stage and won, I think I won some Panda Pops lemonade for that. And then I did, there was a Can Can competition to the Bad Manners version of Can Can. And I want to check in for that. Maybe I won the, I think I won the lemonade Panda Pops for the Can Can. And I won a chicken for my joke, which was, if you are interested, how do you make a snooker table laugh? Put your hand down its pocket and tickle its balls. Yeah, I think I was about nine when I told that, which is pretty mild, really, given what um, most nine-year-olds know. So um, then there were times when, oh, just been like picked on for being too noisy. Um, when I remember being hit at school by other kids just for a laugh because I think I was always I don't know maybe quite loud um always to always talking as one of my great cousins once said he's like god you never did shut up and my mum used to say I had the gift of the gab um 
And I was always trying to make my friends laugh or reciting. I remember one lunchtime and I'd learnt the words to um, Rock to House by Cookie Crew because um, smash hits used to always have the lyrics in there. Um, so I was always trying to entertain people. Um, and then, you know, life gets in the way. Um, actually, I do remember one night out I had and I was reciting along to the along to the song jump around and um the person I was with was like yeah, all right fuck's sake Tony give it a rest I know you know the words and so I think there's always learning in that what lands with people when it's appropriate to do these things um what the uh setup needs to be how to best um judge your audience and um I'm just tripping over some twigs there. And it's not always been straightforward. Um, And I had thought about when I first did an open mic night and did some sort of comedy poems. And I thought, do I want to be a comedian? And when you sort of realise what's involved in that, if you want to build your name by doing the circuit, if you want bookers to book you, there's a, a kind of process involved in that which I just couldn't do because my, I've got two kids, I like being at home um, in the evenings with them and my husband and the dogs and, you know, when you think, oh, I might have to drive to Portsmouth for a 10 spot uh, and not get paid and then drive. So essentially you're paying because of the fuel costs. And I just thought, fuck that. I don't want it that much. And actually that's not my strength. And I didn't always like, um, I don't know, the atmosphere is a bit weird. You know, there's this, I guess this element of obviously competitiveness. You want to see who makes the crowd laugh the most. Um, it's still very white and male um there are still situations where you'll get pissed idiots um i have been <laughs> one of those pissed idiots and don't get me wrong there's a couple of um straight up comedy clubs that i've done that i really really enjoyed and and actually you know shit my pants been nervous um but i found my own way and i think that's something that um it's maybe not maybe not talked about so much so I found a career in tech and I'm not a techie person went in through the sales route I found a way to get my writing published um, by going down that self-publishing route and sharing that way Um, I found a way to get myself booked to speak I figured out that um yeah, kind of doing a classic comedy route isn't for me. And that's not a failing to not want to do it that way. It was interesting. There's a comedian that I really admire and he puts on um, comedy nights. I did one of his gigs in Hungerford. His name's Graham Coolum. He's very nice. And he'd put something, was it him or his mate Sam? had put something on Facebook about... Yeah, the challenge, I think, of going into comedy when you don't have money. Yeah, it was 
his mate Sam Michaels. Um, and if you don't already have money to be able to do things like, you know, fund your own travel to go to a gig, and if you have family commitments, that kind of thing, if you don't know anybody, if you don't already have the network, it is so hard. And so you do get this kind of um, definitely, I don't know, it's connected white middle class thing going on. I think Rob Beckett would talk about it with much more clarity than I do because he is an actual factual uh, proper comedian and his book, which I haven't read yet, is about being a working class man in a middle class world. Um, But you do come to realise how much being already connected and already having money and already having the kind of cultural touch points that mean that you can operate in a room full of people that have those kind of um, experiences and interests sets you ahead. So this is all a bit rambling, but I guess the point is, is that there is always a way. So over the past month, I think I've been booked and performed for five or six very different organisations. So I've done Comedy Night slash Women in Tech Talk for the technology company. I'm doing a talk on resilience and being your own change for this organisation today that helps people with disabilities. That's at JP Morgan's offices. Hello. Um, And perform for Women's Institute Group, who I greatly respect and admire. Um, And there have been a couple of other things as well. So... It is possible, but I guess you have to think creatively about how you can make these things happen for yourself. So what do I hope for you? I hope that if you've got a dream that you want to pursue or a thing that you've got to do, that you take a moment to think a bit more creatively or try and think creatively about it and to ask people, ask them how they can help you or or explain to them what it is that you'd really like to achieve. And you never know that you may just be able to help you. So um, if you've got questions for me, I'm really open to answering those. You can go find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah, open to your questions. I hope you find a way to... Take a step towards the thing that it is that you want to achieve. And I will be back with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.